the important tasks that leaders avoid tend to be difficult, unpleasant, or anxiety provoking. Like we don't want to do it. Therefore, when we are addressing, uh, addressing phantom workload as a way to manage our time, this really calls for us to confront what is difficult, do what is hard, right? It requires leaders to go beyond just, you know, the currently doing uh, tasks different because that's like, well, maybe if we do it different to really just addressing what we're not doing. That's very critical. So whether they call the tendency avoidance, procrastination, or simply not getting around to it, uh, leaders really need to take a look at a really hard look at the task that they leave unattended before deciding uh, the benefits of doing, uh, you know, not doing them, right? You know, look at, is this working or not? And that means really that time management becomes leadership development because you're going to address the hard things, the difficult things, the unpleasant things. So really, uh, it's time to uh, focus on uh, why you're not doing something, right? And so today, uh, we are focused on uh, this part two of our, our four-part series on managing your time as a leader. My name is Angela Odom, and I am the um, founder of The Better You Project, host of The Better You Leadership Podcast, and uh, I teach women how to lead themselves and others. And we focus always, we start always with uh, mindset and then we go into intelligence, uh, emotional intelligence. Today, I'm really happy about this article. I mean, I'm just, I'm really just pumped up about it. And I want to share with you so that you might, uh, you know, help others, so that you might make more progress in your life, so that you might earn more income, so that you might make decisions that are going to uh, lead uh, to you being better and, and more and, you know, just lighter. So that's what we're doing today. We're doing a uh, part two of a four-part series on managing your time as a leader. And this is based on the article written by Marilyn Paul, P-A-U-L, and David Peter Straw, S-T-R-O-H, right? And last week, we talked about sustainable productivity. And the question, the assumption, the, the, the whole premise of this article is that most people, right, uh, really focus on working harder and longer hours, thinking that that will lead to more efficiency, thinking that that's going to uh, get them the, uh, the, really the results that they're seeking. And actually, it is not. It's not going to really help you over time, um, to hone in on your management skills, hone in on your priorities as a leader, as a leader, right? And so that's what we're talking about today. And we want to just, uh, you know, just take a step back and just uh, give you the four topics that we are focused on over these next few weeks. The first one was we focused on sustainable productivity, right? Today, we're going to talk about a phantom workload, phantom workload. We just create more work when we are doing the right things right, the first things first, when we avoid, uh, you know, calling people on their stuff, <laughs> when we avoid those things, then we actually create more work for ourselves, right? 
uh, when we actually um, uh, behave as if we can do it all, uh, we create more work. Because if you don't do it right the first time, you're going to have to do it over. And then number three is tools for managing time more effectively. Uh, really, the authors talk uh, talk about the four leadership domains. So that's number three. And then number four is, you know, changing your behavior. So let's get into it, right? Let's just get into this uh, phantom workload. And what does that uh, really mean, uh, phantom workload? Um, so really, sometimes we are... Um, you know, moving along and we are, uh, you know, everything is running on all cylinders. Everything is working out just the way we want it to. Someone gives you a task, your boss gives you a task, a client says, I want it done this way. Your customers are saying, hey, I want you to uh, engage with me in this manner and everything is working out. But then sometimes uh, we need to stop and clarify the mission, uh, the vision, the values, you know, making sure we understand, oh, this is what you want. Um, then we ask questions that actually challenge what is ambiguous or unrealistic. Are you kidding me? It's like, just ask the question and it's okay. And you can identify and resolve conflicts. You know, just um, there's an approach to take and you need to know what's best for you and how you manage and handle conflicts. But you have to uh, address them, right? And then you want to clarify and streamline decision-making processes. I personally believe that the customer-facing employee should have um, a very uh, broad range or, of uh, tools to make decisions on the spot as it uh, pertains to the business, right? So you wanna clarify, you wanna stream, streamline decision-making processes. And then you want to be uh, able to provide candid and constructive feedback. And this is all in the name of uh, your workload and how you're going to manage it and not create more work for you, which means you're creating more work for uh, the people who report to you, right? Uh, because you lack the skills to clarify the mission because you're not able to handle uh, candid or constructive feedback or give it. And then you want to be able to differentiate people uh, with sanctions and rewards, <laughs> right? And uh, then uh, it's all about innovation at this point. There's so many things that we can um, we can do, uh, but we just can't do everything. So you want to focus on innovative product projects. And um, and sometimes you need to just focus on uh, not doing so much, right? Stop saying yes to every single thing. When we're talking about workload, this is number two of the four uh, topics, right? Four parts of managing your time as a leader. Everything does not have to be a yes, all right? So what happens when um, when you uh, have, uh, you know, you're like, I just have so much to do. Oh, I just, I just can't get it all done. What are the consequences of a phantom workload? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> that is, uh, it includes rework. Because if it's not done uh, correctly, if it's within the, uh, the an agreement that you made with your customer um, and you've not done the work, uh, you know, correctly, then you're going to have to do it over, right? Rework. You're going to have upset customers or 
uh, internal uh, conflict. And then, oh, by the way, you're going to have all those long, unproductive meetings. <laughs> you're just going to waste time solving the same problem over and over and over. Um, then you're going to have to have rehire people or hire more people because who wants to hang around and be in that kind of uh, dysfunction, right? So phantom workloads look and feel real and they really are unavoidable, right? You just think, oh, I just, this is the way I'm supposed to do it. Um, but really you, you can, you can uh, make progress and get yourself out of that cycle. So let me give you, uh, give you two different examples as are stated within the article, right? And the title of the article is Managing Your Time as a Leader. And we're going through this because um, I'm here to help you. <laughs> so the one, the first, um, the first example is um, the sponsor of a new project in a major oil company decided not to attend the project's two-hour kickoff meeting. We already know how this is going to go, right? So the sponsor within your organization is having a kickoff meeting and decided that um, there was something else uh, more pressing, uh, a higher priority. So that person did not attend the two-hour kickoff meeting. And um, he had other things to do. And so he wanted to empower his project manager to take, jar take charge from the very beginning. Right. So the project manager attends and the meeting didn't go well uh, because the project team members, these people are from different parts of the company. They did not uh, agree on the project's goals, uh, the decision making process and the accountabilities. And um, so what did that meant for this? What did that mean for the sponsor? The sponsor had to uh, this is a redo part, right? The sponsor spent about 120 hours, according to the article, 120 hours working with different departments and individuals to resolve uh, the ambiguities and the conflicts. So this was like 60 times longer than the original meeting, right? It was a two hour kickoff meeting. And so that's uh, one thing. So that's you might have to redo some things or reclare for all this kind of stuff. Another example um, is because let's just go back to that first example. So that uh, leader actually created more work, right? Phantom workload, that's what we're talking about. Another example is, uh, it says a clinical informatics group of a major healthcare company found itself caught in a dynamic, over-promising and under-delivering uh, dynamics with its customers, right? Oh, of course I could do it. Of course I could do it. But then they did not deliver, right? So the group's manager uh, management they recognized it had to it had two well two ways to deal with this performance issue, and that's what it was, right? Uh, one thing is just set realistic expectations uh, with the customer. You tell them this is what I actually can provide by this date. If you give me a little long much longer timeline, then maybe I can provide A, B, and C. Right, so setting realistic expectations, um, and sometimes it's that is difficult because you know it's a very competitive market, and uh, you know customers are experiencing pressure just like you are, um, and so there's just like the short-term um, delivery cycle. You know, you might have to get some things out, get some services provided in the short term. Um, 
so the bottom line with this particular example, the uh, they simply over uh, over promised and and under delivered, which is not a good combination. So every once in a while, with a large push, you know, they was in the cycle, they would actually pull it out. But sometimes they did not. And oh, by the way, what did that? What does that mean in the long term? They sucked, right? <laughs> they lost contracts. They lost money. They lost the trust of their customers. So uh, that is uh, one of the things I want you to avoid. In some of the ways, you can actually reduce your uh, workload, like really, not this whole um, phantom workload. It's just set a limited amount of realistic goals. And so over time, you might have three goals that you're focused on at one time, right? You want to clarify what you, what's your unique contributions and then set some limits on the number of goals you have, right? And that whole um, multitasking, that's a lie. Multitasking is a lie, right? You want to change your behavior. You know how you change your behavior? You can be inspired and motivated and all those things, but uh, change your behavior by understanding your why. Why do you want to do this? Why are you doing it, right? That's how you actually change your behavior. And so that means that when things are boring or hard or difficult, you could focus on your why, and that actually propels you to go forward. It gives you uh, momentum to keep moving uh, forward, right? And so you might have, uh, might want to do that. Another thing you want to do um, to avoid this whole phantom workload is to plan out your day, right? I am a big proponent of um placing me on the calendar placing me on the on the calendar i've already identified my priorities and my priorities are aligned with you know the company's goals and all those things right the vision and so i am doing those things that are important um for me to succeed and i want to do those things that's going to be important and critical for uh, the people who report to me to be successful and then I can work through everything else, right? So plan out your day. Uh, you can make, uh, whether it's better for you to uh, have a few minutes to yourself uh, in the evening or in the morning, whatever works for you to get that routine going. And then you wanna be more protective of your time. You have people stopping by your, your office or your house at any other, if you work from home, at all times of the day, you want to stop that. <laughs> you want to uh, reduce the distractions and the interruptions. You want to turn off those uh, notifications on your smartphones. They're like beep, 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 all that kind of stuff. That's too much, right? And I say you just practice saying no, no to time requests. People are asking for your um, for your opinion on this, and people are uh, copying you on every single email. Cut that out. Oh, by the way. No need to check your emails or go on social media before you've completed, um, you can say one big task or two big tasks, whatever it is, but that's a lot of things that you might want to you know, address. And oh, by the way, you want to um, push back on procrastination. Get that whole thing out of your mind like, oh, it's, you know, I'm, I'm a procrastinator. No, you're not. No, it's, it's just not that hard, right? It's, it's just not that hard. It is that uh, stop multitasking. Have some time by yourself without the uh, noise from other people, without somebody else's dumping their opinion on you. Um, and then you finish it. <laughs> I know it sounds, uh, I'm acting like it sounds, it is easy. It is not. But what you have to be able to do is be more mindful 
about what you're doing and be kind to yourself. Then schedule your hardest task when you actually have the energy to do it. Like for me, uh, I am the most productive. I already noticed I'm the most productive uh, between the hours of um, like 8 a.m. till about 11, right? And then I'm like, woo, I got stuff to do, other things to do, other things come up then. So if that's the time for me, yours might be, um, yours could be like 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. So whenever you have the most energy, right? Whenever you have the most energy, you want to schedule the hardest task during that time. And uh, it might be a time when there's nobody in your, um, you know, in your space. Uh, that might not be um, a good idea if you have uh, people that are buzzing around when you are attempting to focus on a task. Get yourself in a quieter place or get yourself some gatekeepers that will uh, intervene and stop people from uh, coming into your office or, or moving through your cubicle space. You know, get yourself some gatekeepers and stop those notifications. That would help. And then sometimes you have competing commitments, um, competing commitments, and you have things that are very important. Uh, and you have to determine whether or not you're going to spend your time and energy in one place or the next. You might need some uh, people to delegate some of your work to, um, right? Allow people to help you get you some tools. I mean, there's, you know, you can Google some stuff. I love saying it. Just Google it, right? Go to YouTube and figure out how you're going to uh, be more productive in that uh, manner. Now, am I saying that this is going to be easy for you to avoid this phantom workload? Nope, I'm not saying that. What I'm telling you is that uh, phantom uh, phantom workloads look like real work, but results in massive unproductivity, right? And uh, it's even, um, it's just not productive, right? So sometimes you have the pressure to meet unrealistic expectations, and this causes a vicious cycle of further workload. So take a hard look at, take a hard look at, uh, what you're avoiding and what you're not addressing. And then you want to face those difficult tasks. Um, don't sweep them under the rug. Don't uh, delay them too long. Don't have your piles of paper stacked up or your emails, you know, uh, you know, just stacking up also. Make those hard decisions and do uh, face the difficult people in the difficult situations. Is it going to be hard? Yeah, sometimes it will be. But I'm here to tell you that you can do hard things, right? I'm here to tell you that you can do hard things. And I see you, Sam. Hey, Mo, I see you also. Um, and so, Sam, I see you say so this is the second time you heard of the concept of gatekeeper in a positive uh, sense. Yes, 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 gatekeepers. Get yourself some gatekeepers. Um, it could be as simple as, um, you know, I served in the Army for 27 years and my... Um, admin would sit outside the door, you know, at her desk, at his desk, her desk, you know, they were both, both genders. Uh, and I could sometimes hear them saying, oh, coming by to see, and at that time I was a colonel, coming by to see the colonel. Uh, no, she's not available right now. So gatekeepers, right? And then I would be like, oh, I get to talk to somebody. But no, I'm just sitting here, get my work done, right? And I would, uh, she would close my door, right? So a gatekeeper, very nice professional, all those things. Let's schedule a beat when is uh you know appropriate and best for um for her it's gatekeepers right and um i do know that uh, thanks for um 
reaching out this morning and making sure that uh, my workload's not increased because I would have had a call y'all to say, hey, I want you to go to uh, 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 subscribe to the Better You Leadership podcast, right? Uh, and then I'm also looking for guests. So if you wanted to come on and be a guest, I'm going to start doing more of those. In 2022, having guests on, just go to AngelaOdom.com forward slash guest, G-U-E-S-T, right? G-U-E-S-T for guests. And with that said, we are, this is part two of a four-part series on managing your time as a leader. So quick question, um, uh, the, the whole concept of phantom workload, um, does that resonate with you uh, in any way? And the answer, uh, I believe, is yes, because sometimes we are uh, taking on more than we can do, right? We've not been able to uh, learn how to delegate. And sometimes we are um, uh, overpromising. Uh, sometimes we are uh, not comfortable uh, with saying no or not right now or maybe later or, uh, uh, you know, just clarifying uh, what the ask is. We're going to meetings that are lasting um, longer than uh, was uh, actually marketed, right? Was advertised as a 30-minute meeting. It's already 45 minutes. That wasn't even an agenda. <laughs> and now I've come out of here with more work um, than I thought I would have. So I want you to just focus on uh, that first sustainable productivity, the concept of uh, working longer hours, thinking that that's making you more pr uh, productive. It is not, right? It is not. Um, working longer hours is just working longer hours. <laughs> and so again, within this community, I tell you, take your vacation time. Take your vacation time. And then, oh, by the way, don't uh, segregate your family from all the other things you're doing uh, that you say you're, you're prioritizing your time. You'll get to them uh, when you're done. Uh, you know, with all this positive energy you have for people outside of your home, outside of your life. Um, so I want you to make sure you understand as far as sustainable productivity, right? That's just what we focus on. Sustainable productivity also uh, uh, works in your home, right? <laughs> so think about that. Okay, Sam, I see you. So uh, workshop topic, uh, yeah, delegation. Delegation is a good one. And um it's not productive at all. Longer hours don't mean anything. Exactly. They don't mean anything, Mo. You're right. And then um, I see you, Sam, right there. So the bottom line, so that was number number one. Part one was sustainable productivity. Part two, today, phantom workload, right? We want to, um, we do not want to create, a, create additional work um, because we're avoiding, uh, you know, focusing on the right things. I'm really excited. Um, Okay, I see you right here on Instagram. You say if if you're working more hours and you're tired, it's ineffective. You are so right, and you are right, and and sometimes you're resentful, you know. So you don't even have the right energy going into this. And then we have uh, part three is managing time in four domains, and we're talking about um, uh, the domains being spiritual, mental, emotional, and material, which is stuff. 
and talking about, you know, where would the leader be within those domains, which I'm really excited about. So that's for number three, right? That's part three. And then part four is changing behavior. So that's what we've talked about today, uh, this four-part series on managing your time as a leader. And you want to be more effective. You want to get more uh, results done. You want to be trusted, right? You want to have credibility. And guess what? You want to uh, uh, aim, earn more pay and recognition. You want to aim more, earn more pay. You want to earn more uh, credibility, right? You want to be trusted. And so the very first thing is you, uh, as we say in the Better You community, you have to be able to lead yourself. Um, as you're leading others, as managing others, right? But you got to lead yourself first. So you be able to manage your own time, establish your own priorities as they are aligned with all these things you say are important. So my name is Angela Odom, and uh, I would really appreciate if you would go to anywhere you listen to uh, podcasts. Make sure you pull up the Better You Leadership Podcast. And I'd like for you to rate the podcast, rate the episode, right? And uh, make sure you tell, uh, you write down, first of all, uh, five, I'm looking for five ratings. If you're on Apple uh, Podcasts, if you're uh, on Amazon Music, if you're on Spotify, on Spotify, you'll actually be able to see, you'll be able to watch the uh, podcast, video podcast only on Spotify, right? Uh, but either way, what I'm looking for is um, your your ratings of five. Don't get cute with me and do anything less than that, right? <laughs> and oh, by the way, um, put on there uh, what uh, you have gained from listening to the episodes, right? And so I'm not asking you to write a whole um, you know, novel on it, but I am asking you to go to those various platforms and do that. I'm not asking you to do that. And we also, <clears throat> excuse me, in 2022, we'll, be, we'll have more guests on. So if you are uh, someone who you think would uh, be able to provide benefit to my audience of women leaders, uh, then go to AngelaOdom.com forward slash guest, G-U-E-S-T. And then um, if you are a good fit, <laughs> we'll work together and uh, schedule you on the show. All right. With that said, you all have an amazing day. Uh, Thanksgiving is coming up and uh, a whole uh, list of other um, holidays are coming up. What does that mean? It means uh, your connections, right? There's nothing significant that we do alone. Nothing significant that we do alone. So I'm telling you, I'm encouraging you right now to um, connect with people uh, over this holiday season, not just uh, go and overeat, <laughs> overspend, uh, or push your uh, self on others, but I'm telling you to genuinely and authentically connect with people. Uh, before I go, I just want you to know I live by the creed that I am celebrated and not tolerated, right? I live by the creed that I am celebrated and not tolerated. And so you as a leader, you as an individual, you as an amazing creature, I want you to uh, to go with that with me. So over these next few weeks, as you are um, walking through your amazing life, just be aware of the fact, right? The people who are tolerating you don't deserve you. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that. So I am celebrated and I tolerate. I want to wish you the best 
um, the best, the best, the best. Oh, you said, I see you saying, so get Gabe Polk. Yes, I love her. Okay, on your show. Okay, I'll reach out to her. Thank you. All right, with that said, you all have an amazing day and happy holidays to you. And remember, uh, uh, phantom workloads don't <laughs> create more work on yourself, right? Take care and have an amazing day. Oh, by the way, my name is Angela Odom, and as always, I'm rooting for you.